A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, yeah, Chief Wednesdays was the best. Because it's not like this anymore. But Chief Wednesdays, literally, you couldn't move in there. It was bumper to bumper, lines were ginormous, like, 30 minutes plus by 9.30. So, and I remember doing one stint with uh, Big JV. Yeah. <laughs> we got there before the security guards checking IDs. We were 18 though. I don't know why we did. We got there super early, like 7 p.m. Fucking early, <laughs> still light. And he was, he he'd just come on to gin and apples. So, because someone, his cricket mate's like, mate, Saturday, this bloke was ordering gin and apples, mate. Game changer, game changer. <laughs> got, got a lot of gin and apples, gin and apples. So he sat there just at the bar. It was fucking empty. Gin and apple juice? Gin and apples. G- yep, gin and apple juice. All we drank. for, And we had probably 15 of them from 7 p.m. Well, probably not actually. It would have been 18. We would have had at least eight of them. And they were $5 drinks back in the day. Yeah, so good. All night. All night, $5. So yeah. I was like... That's why we got there at seven. It's like, oh, it's fucking $5. Let's just get there early. Whereas now, fuck, like, I guess there's $7 drinks, eight to 10, but pff, I'm not going to get there at eight for $7 drinks. Like, you may as well pre. Inflation, yeah, mate. Was, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, but that was the perfect way to do it. Cause you were, yeah, it was just, it was just so fucking busy. So you just got lost in a crowd. There was no insecurities or anything. And I was, to be fair, it was mostly like, private schools in that area crowd but even me like i you know grew up near fucking maroubra still ran into like at least 15 people on a night so you can only imagine like if you're in there most people are running into 15 people so it's like a cheat code for going out because you're not Mm -hmm. you're not going out and like in the sense that like how we go out now we don't go out and we only run into people coincidentally like going out is not to run into people it's just going the group you're in whereas that was just like and in between school where you obviously know everyone in the year versus going out and knowing no one. It was like the perfect in-between. Mm. Yeah. Chief Wednesdays was an, the first in- introduction to going out for me as well. But I remember we get we got there too late. We got there at like 10.30. So like on a, a few few chances that we went, tried to get in, like I think we got in like once or twice. Did you um, go to Topo? Yeah. Topo was, was where we went after. I remember it just being like an overwhelming experience. First mm. time going out being like, Jesus, so much mm. going on. Um, it's so different. Yeah, so different. You and- take for granted the concept of going out. Yeah. Like when, when I was 14 to 17, you just, it was just a thing. It was like, you'd hear people say, what are you doing? And I'm going out. And I'd be, I'd sit back in awe like, what does that even fucking mean? Going yeah. out, that could mean anything. Like, what do you do? But you, but, but it's like it, you don't. The fact that you don't have to follow up, follow up questions or elaborate. When someone says I'm going out, that's it, and everyone in a room completely understands what you mean. <laughs> that is a social miracle. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this, but, but it's such, it's like an aura that's built. So when you're 14, 17, you can't really go out. Going out for you is just fucking getting pissed in the park, yeah. which is so ratty when you think about it. Fuck me. So Those are rare. the worst days of your life. 
So when you can be one of those people that go out every Saturday, like yeah. it's life changing. Yeah. Yeah. That's when everyone, a lot of people drop off sport as well. Cause it's just so much more fun than anything else that you're doing. And how's that window where the underage people that turn, have their birthdays in February to like June. So yeah. they can't go out yet. Oh, those must be the worst years of your <laughs> worst months yeah, be ever. Yeah. Everyone's acclimatizing, getting into that routine and you're stuck drinking in Hyde Park, a goon sack. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, I'm fortunate I didn't have to go through that. But I do remember a lot of my friends who are in that position and yeah, we're so excited when they finally got the opportunity to go out after seeing everyone yeah, go out for so long. How's as well that, um, I don't know about you guys, but most people have a learning curve with, and again, maybe we're not following any structure here. This came to mind, but on the drinking in a park, drinking in general, people have this learning curve of how to handle their alcohol. Yeah. I actually never went through it. Like, well, I'll give two scenarios. The one scenario is people have like, like I had two friends, I won't name drop, but had five weekends in a row where they were just so outrageously pissed. Like we're talking <laughs> throwing up, passed out, incoherent, five weekends literally in a row every single Saturday at different parties, <laughs> pissing off different hosts, different mums, every, every fucking time. It was just ridiculous, five in a row. Had those five though? Pretty good from then on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was just those five. I feel like a lot of people go through five shockers or whatever it is, th- two or three shockers, and then bang, it's like they, yeah, they'll have a shocker every now and then, but it, there's that window where you just don't get it. But then you, you cross a path. I was probably the other end where I didn't have any shockers. But then when we were, um, were at college, Jesse, Jesus Christ, then you tuck in and it was like, because I didn't have any threshold to overcome, I got in this addictive and bad habit of just for like two years straight, just getting blackout pissed all the time, Yeah, which is awful. I would have preferred to have three to five shockers early, get yeah. over that hump and actually know what I was doing. Because I yeah. avoided the shockers, I just got in this middle ground where my average night was fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. But I think it it all happened at the same time for everyone um when we were at college that it was kind of a little bit more acceptable than it would be in the outside world because i think i was the same as you i didn't realize that i could have got more drunk when i was first 18 (laughs) (laughs) like i didn't i didn't really push the boundaries um i didn't yeah and then once it was a thing that it was like oh right you have a couple of shockers um yeah, it's like, oh, God, I can drink a lot more than I thought I could. <laughs> uh, and that's, yeah, when you start getting into the to the blackout area, which is not a good, it's not fun. Like, it's not good being blackout. No, I hate it. Yeah, I don't like it. Man, the anxiety. I've, I've yeah. never, I've rarely had a night that's blackout. But I, but I uh, yeah, throw up pretty easily. So I think I get it out of my system easier, faster than most. Like, mm. I can't remember many nights where I haven't been able to remember. Mm. What about you? Th- did you have a period where you just had a shocker? You were throwing up like constantly because you were just oh, yeah. constantly drinking. I probably would. I, I would have gone through 
Yeah. I'm I put yeah, at least five early and still have the odd shocker every six months, even now. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep me on my toes. <laughs> and it's often when it's uh yeah, I'm experimenting with a, a, a new RTG, like those Jack Daniels 1.7 seltzers <laughs> about eight months ago. That That's was... not your fault. That's deadly. Yeah. Mm, geez, that's that's partly as well early on. It's partly not their fault when you're having those shockers because what you're drinking is like fat lambs are just, that's a weapon. That yeah. Thing. yeah. And even goon and vodka um, cruises like that. Yeah. And seltzers these days, like yeah. they're so easy to drink. No, the worst and, ones, and, the, yeah. the worst ones is when you, you don't know how much you've drunk because you've just brought mm-hmm. a bottle of vodka. Oh yeah, you put you oh, yeah. yourself. Yeah. You don't know how much you're having. But the, but that's the, the thing about, is, yeah. but that's the good thing about going out is that it's 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 a lot harder to have a shocker. One because it's fucking expensive, <laughs> and two, most of the vodka is probably watered down, yeah. um, <laughs> or at least Not it's being managed. Um, but yeah, it's not their fault as well because they can't afford it. They pre so much harder. That's yeah, another true. just classic young person. Yeah, pre preying, preying, which yeah, yeah we've we've well, talked about. Because because that's what's the biggest thing about pre's is yeah because you don't have enough money. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, I you don't the, pre I got, by choice. I got to the You'd point be in where there. The, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. When I was down in Wollongong, the pre's were the best part of the night. <laughs> it's like having a little mini house party and you play King's Cup. King's Cup was my highlight of, of the evening. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> do, do, you, do you know what I think it is? It's the expectation of fun is about to come. And that's the exciting thing of pre's. It's like, oh, we've got like the whole night ahead of us. It's going to be so good. Like yeah. it's that, it's that, um, yep. Yeah, before excitement that something's about that anything could happen so i think that's another thing that what makes pre's so good but once you're actually there there's the possibility of having um yeah disappointment <laughs> like there's so much build up towards the event all yeah. these types of things that it's not what you think it is that the pre's were like more exciting i think that's maybe a theory mm. as to why like people mm. sometimes really prefer pre's yeah because the hype it's like apparently the re- relief to your like if you're addicted to cigarettes you get the urge to have the cigarette apparently relief comes not when you inhale it but just before yeah and so i mean like chocolate eating chocolate i've got a sugar craving and it's like just before you eat the chocolate that's when the relief comes yeah it's a similar vein it'd be like fuck yeah. i'm gonna go out and dance <laughs> the relief actually comes at pre's yeah i think the the, the like with addiction, as you just described, the first time you do it, that that huge rush happens in the moment. And then as you start to train your body to predict that rush, yeah, it happens earlier, um, which is interesting. But we we don't really... When's the last time we preed? <laughs> I can't remember the last time we preed where people have come around and we put music on and had drinks and be like, oh, we're going to this... We're going out. <laughs> you know, the, the time, it was when you went to Sticky. True, true. A, that's a concert. Yeah. That, that's it. That's In it. In the same way, when's the last time you went to a bottle 
Oh, yeah, the other day I got some wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're an alcoholic. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a gift. Uh, yeah, still, still. Yeah, last time going to a bottle of, yeah, geez. Where would you, based on based on where Sydney nightlife is now, where would you recommend someone turning 18 goes to as their, their first venue to, to have their first experience out in Sydney? Scary Canary. Yeah. But yeah, also what day would you go? Would you would you go specifically midweek? Or would you say, no, nah, no, nah, cancel your plans, go out on a Friday or Saturday? Not Ivy Thursdays, first ever time out. Nah, too much Ivy Thursdays. I reckon you get overwhelmed. I wouldn't want to put someone in that that sort of pressure cooker for their debut. <laughs> it's a behemoth. Yeah. You need a couple of runs before you tra- tackle that one. Yeah. It, yeah, and that's it's actually a great question. Yeah, great question. Because on the surface, that's what you'd say. Like, yeah, it's uni night, young, everyone's there. It's the only thing on Thursday. No, I'd, I'd send them to Greenwood Thursday. Yeah. Genuinely. Because they're great literally shout. all 18 to 19 and they all don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but that's probably, it's, probably only one night of, it's only one night of the month. You can't recommend Greenwood Thursdays. They've got a couple. They've got this week and then next week. Just oh, for the, the HSE. And they've got an ATAR release party where apparently <laughs> on the door you write you write on a sticky thing the ATAR you got and you you plant it on yourself so everyone can see your ATAR at the party. That is such a Sydney thing. What a concept. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> That's so shit. And you can only get with someone of equal ATAR. <laughs> And I think this exam, because next week's the exam finishing one. So they let you, they have a pile of paper and they let you symbolically put the paper in this fire pit to in, symbolize uh, the end, end of HSE. In, in Cronulla, the, the uh, notorious Northies used to give away free drinks to people who got an asterisk in their HSE. <laughs> so if you took your asterisk up to the bar, they'd give you a free beer. <laughs> That's what Greenwood should do. <laughs> or they should just be, or you should get like an on-stage pass if you get an asterisk. Yeah, that's... You just get the best time. That's so funny. Free entry, free drinks all night. Because they're going to be the funnest people. They're the ones you want there. <laughs> you don't want people that got 80 plus at your party. <laughs> that's that's gold, Northies. In Cronulla too. <laughs> Fuck, it would have been plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the v, the VB keg that day to be replaced a few times. On release day. Yeah, Jesus. Can only imagine. I reckon scary Wednesdays. If I was 18, knowing what I know now, I reckon scary Wednesdays. Witnessing even that is a gobful. Jesus. Witnessing yeah. that female and male wet tea would just be yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Well, I, I, first time going out. I, I'm just going to go the, the the good old fashioned sidebar Wednesdays. Too many backpackers. Yeah. Too many backpackers. But, no, good old. Fashioned. And it's not. But it's not organized enough. That's the beauty of scary. It's organized fun. Like <laughs> yeah. you don't know what you're doing, so they literally marshal you around, yell instructions at you. Like it's, it's what you need. You seem to be whipped a couple of times into shape. 
<laughs> it's a guided tour. Yeah, it genuinely is. <laughs> That's why I reckon the Wednesday, it's yeah, it's too immersive. It's too overwhelming. I, I'd send him there on a Saturday. Go Saturday, get used to it. Really busy, but still I, that same vibe. I, I don't know. I, I like the Wednesdays because it's got gimmicks. So it's yeah. like, you know, sometimes there's a rodeo or the, the snowboard. And I just think like, I don't know, that can be entertaining for some like... You know, just it's, the just the yeah. sense of novelty. Like what, it's what the second hell is best. going on? You, you yeah. need someone on the mic though saying, All right, <laughs> all right, everyone. <laughs> the rodeo is about to begin. <laughs> Please write on this piece of paper the name of the friend you want to ride the bull. And we'll call up that person in 15 minutes. This is not enough of that. Scary just get the f- Scary don't give a fuck. We've talked about this. They literally stop the whole venue. They take the biggest risk of all. Everyone's dancing and loving it. Yeah. They risk it all and say, everyone, stop dancing and put your eyes to this chicken wing eating contest <laughs> for three minutes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're all right, the chicken wing, the contest is over. Back to Darude Sandstorm. <laughs> no venue's ballsy enough to do that. But uh, yeah, Scary just know. Scary know that they. The 18-year-olds need to be ordered round. Yeah, that's so funny. Marshalled. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember going to Scaries. It was after like a uni um, cruise, like because we we're on Combo Campus. Um, we had like specific like um, like cruises just for our campus. And I remember meeting people for the first time. And then a week later, they're at Scaries complete shirt off dancing like so sexually absolutely crazy and i was like this is your first week of university (laughs) (laughs) and it was like wow i guess we really uh, are getting to know each other (laughs) Uh, and i remember just being absolutely gobsmacked um that yeah that's what happened on nights out so it's yeah for the learning curve scary is great it will never cease to shock me that exact thing you described the eighteen-year-old yep. girls so willingly putting it all on show, yeah, at scary canary of all places on a yeah. Wednesday, at like eleven thirty, yeah, with a a blue tongue from the scary <laughs> jar, <laughs> while they're erotically trying to win two hundred dollars, not even two hundred dollars, one hundred dollars <laughs> cash. <laughs> Jesus, oh, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, where. Where do you reckon's good for Friday? Tough question. It's just so empty. It's a very tough question. I'm like, I think the first one that springs to mind is uh, is Argyle. Yeah, but I, I'd even say with Argyle, something like do El Camino then into Argyle because El Camino is that stupid gimmicky, like the big hat, cheap piss. Tacos. <laughs> like it's yeah. a, rep- it's actually, to be fair, it's actually a good replacement for pre's. Yeah. For someone who's used to, you know, 18 year olds just want to pre and stay cheap. El Camino is pro- no, actually not a bad option because you mm. drink pretty cheap. It's gimmicky. Is it fun? Well, it's not cool. So it must be at least a bit fun. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't mind Argyle with El Camino. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, Cliff Dive is a good one on a Friday to experience. 
getting there early. For sure. See if you like R and B. See if you can dance to R and B. It's actually a that's a great point. Is getting like yes, people know what music type they like, but there's something there's it's probably fundamentally different out because it's so it's not about just your music preference per se. Like yes, I like a certain genre of music. You're definitely gonna like it going out, but you're able to like music when going out and learn to like that sort of music by going out rather than, you know, just listening by Spotify. Yeah. That, I would, I would say. That's definitely been my experience. I, I hated the music when I was going out. <laughs> yeah. Really disliked it. And it's, ta- it's taken me quite a while to, uh, to learn to like it uh, because it is fun. And it's like, I thought about it. I was like, if they actually played the music that I listened to in my spare time, it would not be as fun. (laughs) 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 Nowhere near as fun. So it's like, yeah, okay, I guess this is fun music and you just kind of have to get around it. (laughs) But yeah, I I remember being, yeah, 18, 19 and actively disliking the music. Examples? Are we talking like Scary Canary, the top 40 stuff? Yeah, top 40 stuff and and how R&B it is. Even even yeah. some of the like the house music, I just it just didn't resonate with me as much, to be fair. But I don't know. I don't know if that's a common experience or not. I don't think it is. I love as well going out is where a lot of people get introduced to the tech scene as well. Like it's yeah. not necessarily easy to like tech music on a speaker, but when you're out, it's like like a cultural thing almost yeah rather than just the music like I, I, some a friend of mine your friend well i won't get into that but came back from europe and was like oh what's happening at club 77 tonight she knows uh, run the page i was like club 77 i didn't know you're into that sort of music it's like yeah yep went to berlin love it now <laughs> <laughs> so i get it <laughs> i mean and yeah yeah, I, I didn't refute. I was like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I get why you like Club 77. Yeah. Yeah, yeah busy no line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeez. You've also There's got to start to, to uh, yeah, when you're 18, it's when you start to learn how to how to dance as well. I remember some, <laughs> uh, some funny moments growing up, never knowing how to dance properly. And... Um, <laughs> I used to I used to get up YouTube and look at different dance moves to practice. <laughs> Cause I was a bit self-conscious. I was a bit self-conscious of like how I appeared when I was dancing. So this I This reminds to- me of fucking reading the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like, fuck, I have no friends. Let me read book to get tips. <laughs> like so- fuck people dance, how to dance. Specifically remember um learning how to one step uh from a youtube video what's that one steps when you yeah take one step left and then you bring your <laughs> so you, you you take your left foot to the left and then you bring your right foot over with it and then you take your right foot back and bring your left foot over with it and you do it in speech <laughs> and then from there that that acts as that actually acts as the base for your then hand and arm movements so as you go along from that position, you can then start to sink your shoulders into the beat as well <laughs> and then start to bring your elbows and hands. 
So yeah, I yeah, I remember practicing. And I, I actually think some of the videos have a lot of views. So it's either it's either me and lots of like 40-year-olds who just have forgotten and wanted to get back into it. Well, there's a lot of 18-year-olds out there who are guiltily watching videos. How to dance. <laughs> well, an- another another good tip that I was seeking for 18-year-olds is to um is I was I was terrible at drinking beer and could never really uh stomach the taste of it. <laughs> and I was always really self-conscious about the fact that yeah, I had to drink pink cruises or summersby to <laughs> to uh, catch up and now I've gotten to the point where I can drink beer but the reason why I was terrible at drinking beer is because early on I had a had a t- like one of those shockers where I was just drinking yeah mm. shit beer all night and then after that the taste of it ruined it so one thing I would say as well is choose the drinks to ruin um, and I've got a list here of <laughs> drinks that you should uh, start on to have those shockers with the first one <laughs> The first one is Summersby's. Knock <laughs> knock those off. Once you turn 23, you don't really drink them anymore. So uh or even 20, you really shouldn't be. So yeah, that's one that's one to ruin. Little fat lambs. It's <laughs> another one to ruin as well. No one uh once yeah, once you get past 1920, no one appreciates you walking around with a big gallon of uh, little fat lamb. So they're two to get rid of. Keep keep the cruises in the back pocket. Um, they're one that will often come out. Those it's quite funny cruises. Like you'll drink them quite early, 18, 19, 20, and then they'll go into hibernation. And yeah, once you turn 28, 29, they just spur back up again. Yeah, um, good, good for a bender, those. Yeah. So yeah, keep <laughs> uh, resurgence. Keep them around. Um and goon. <laughs> if you if you're not already off goon, yeah, get rid of that one as well. That one, that one you can destroy. So they're my three <laughs> recommendations for for ruining if you're having uh to yeah to start off start off on those ones um and yeah keep, keep the beers for your first three and and actually enjoy them because there's nothing worse than going out and sitting down at the pub with your five mates everyone's starting on a on a pint of carlton and you're sitting there with a little uh bottle of summersby <laughs> <laughs> that's actually... uh fucking accurate that yeah that is that's comedy um yeah beer's a good drink to start with if you're a bloke or even girls drink it because it slows you down i think we have spoken uh talked about this in the in the past but yeah that that ability that you can't drink it that quickly that it slows you down mm. so you're able to maintain yourself without getting blackout yeah yeah until you get 100%. Yeah. until you get too good at drinking beers and you just drink them way too fast yeah, but they're not nice. Like I still don't like beer, but it's yeah. what I drink. Because yeah, it slows you down, and it's what everyone else does. <laughs> everyone but Big Terry. Yeah, yeah fuck that. That ad's got to go. <laughs> yeah, hundred years of history destroyed by one Canadian club ad. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that they don't have uh, Bar Sentry anymore because that was the, the perfect pre's, like instead of pre's. Do you remember yeah. when they had those $3 drinks? Oh, yeah. Hey, that that is just phenomenal. There should be a place like that, Bar Sentry. Yeah. I've, there's never been a stickier floor, though. 
Yeah, that, that like, was I, I hear a venue saying, oh, it's a sticky floor. No, that, that was fucked. Like, they, yeah. they can't have cleaned it. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big loss to City Nightline. Also, El Topo, that Chief El Topo combo. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wasn't much better. Green with the fact it's not weak anymore is also weird for 18-year-olds. Like, yeah. That was a staple. Ivy Thursday wasn't a thing. It was like, yet yeah, purely backpacker and a bit of corporate. And yeah. obviously, like, young people went. But it, like personally, I didn't, I didn't go to Ivy Thursday. Um, mm. But I hardly went like, like three times. Like it was Greenwood and Sheaf. They were just the absolute go, go-tos. Whereas now I'd say it's Ivy Thursday is the go-to. Yeah, I would absolutely. say. Mm. Which yeah, it, is, is an interesting shit. Yeah, Ivy Thursdays was different. I remember it being very different. It was more like around the pool area. And I don't remember, I must have, maybe I just missed it. But yeah, I don't remember going into that big courtyard area when I was younger. It was mo- like Ivy Thursdays, I remember was around the pool. So I don't remember that. I remember yeah. the courtyard area. But I, right. I remember the Ivy being the uh, after work drink spot. <laughs> Or up there, like upstairs. No, not upstairs, down. In oh, the courtyard. Tell them about this. Yeah. yeah, the, right. yeah. Apparently pre-COVID is when they renoed it. But I was... No, it was in I COVID. Remember, yeah, okay. Because during... Uh, like when we were first... First four to eight weeks of running the page, I remember recommending to people like after work drink spots, yeah, the Ivy. The courtyard's <laughs> open. It's massive. It's packed. And then it transitions into the event. Little did I know that completely <laughs> transformed into a club. So I was I was sending people to a dead end. Yeah. But it was it might be it was the premiere after work drink spot. <laughs> yeah. Not not to be. Then Scuba's the other one, which god, that it's just yeah. It's and now you're saying it out loud, yeah. Being when you're 18, there were, I feel, there must have been more. Like yeah. Scuba, Sheaf, Topo, then you had Ivy Green with Thursdays. There was just, yeah, it was, I never had to think about where I was going. It was, the path was laid out to me. Yeah. That yeah. Wednesdays is where you go, Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, eh, figure it out, everything's on. Whereas yeah. now it's, I guess it, I guess it is kind of the same. Sheaf is still a thing. Green would have a monthly thing. And then there's Ivy Thursday. Oh, it's pretty much laid out. To be mm. fair, we, we, we are taking for granted those schoolies. Oh, that is... Yeah. Fucking crucial. I don't know how you. I don't know how you were meant to overcome the learning curve without schoolies. <laughs> it's your first. It's your first opportunity to test out bendering. Yeah, and know know where you're at. Like it's 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 the first assessment after the HSA, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a life test. How do you yeah. how do you handle alcohol, and how yeah. do you handle yeah people. Like not being able to handle their emotions on on the drink and you know being idiots and and fatigue also, and, and and backing fatigue. it up oh. yeah. yeah yeah how do you handle fatigue yeah and day day drinking and long drinking as yeah. well yeah such a cru- it's a crucial art that's to be fair that's the I reckon that's the one time in life where I grant praise. Is it schoolies where you just get up, go have brekkie, 
And then you come <laughs> back, sit sit beside some shit motel pool or some nice Airbnb <laughs> pool, and you just start drinking. And you do it six days, seven days in a row. Yeah. For the yeah. only time I can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you come full circle, and about six years later, you do it again, but not during schoolies, but with like four mates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have much else. Any other tips? Any other crucial tips to employ on your first your first few stints? Well, we'd be eight. One thing I would say is most people, especially when you're 18, the goal is you gotta I reckon you scrap that. Yeah, I was, when you're I was 18, 19, just scrap it. Don't you your goal is not to get well look. Don't, maybe don't listen to me, but in my opinion, don't don't try to get with people. Try and if you want to, if you really want to find a girlfriend or get with people, I would say more, yeah, you know, get it, get a number, get an Instagram or something like that. But in terms of actually hooking up on dance floor and trying to have sex with someone on the night, as an eighteen year old bloke, no one wants you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't have money. Yeah, you're eighteen. Yeah. Hey, give yourself wait three years. Then if you're so inclined, maybe start, you know, trying to actually get with people. But the first 18, 19, give up, wrap it up. Yeah, you, you should really just be intently focused on on nailing your one step to the point where <laughs> to the point where it's like stupidly funny. Like people are looking at you like, wow, this guy's really focused on um nailing that nailing his uh, feet movements to that beat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Never yeah. seen this before, and yeah. just do that for two hours and leave. Come back next Saturday. You're a little bit better. <laughs> you start getting, you start getting the right arm involved. Oh wow, this guy's this guy's got a bit of a boogie to him. Next Saturday, that that shoulder starts to shimmy. <laughs> two years down the track, you're the best dancer in the club. There's nothing more attractive. You don't need to seek anyone. <laughs> and do it at different nightclubs. Yeah. You could always uh, be able to adapt to the style of music. R and B was a big curveball. I thought I'd, <laughs> I thought I'd, I thought I'd nailed it until I went to an R and B club, and yeah, the one step doesn't work there. <laughs> what did you have to do at the R and B club? Oh, I froze. I froze up. <laughs> I thought I was. I thought I knew what I was doing. I froze. I didn't know what to do. No, you, you know what's tricky is the uh, South American music because the beat's different because it goes like. And the two-step, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Real hard to that. Yeah, it's a two-skip. Yeah, it's a two-skip. <laughs> but you're not, going, fair, to, you're not going to be going to many Latino music parties, to be fair. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but as you said, you, you want to get yourself in that environment, though, to put... If you can, if you can one step oh, there, you, you can you, one step anywhere. You want to have it in your back pocket. Yeah. You never know when you're going to need it. Yeah. But to be fair, like I've always said, I think the upper body dancing, which I've always said, I think I'm an eight out of 10 upper body, lower body, four or two out of 10. But the upper body. Upper have, you, body have you always said that? Have you? <laughs> always, always. Uh, had the had the moment about 20. After applying my trade for two years, 
I realized, no, there's no point putting any more effort into the lower body. It's nothing there. The upper body, yeah, something to this. So that's what I've always emphasized since about 20. Your, your upper body dancing, yeah, really reminds me of a dad, to be fair. It's really dad-like. Well, it depends. If you've seen me on a, you know, trying to pull off a 10-hour session on the dance floor, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's dad-like. <laughs> energy. You've got you've to almost save your energy with slow shit movement and then every 20 minutes have a burst and then come back. No, I'm saying it's dad like because the movements are so over exaggerated. Yeah, it is it is exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where it's almost comical. Yeah, to the point where or satirical. The point when sometimes I feel like people look at you and you go, is this guy doing this as a joke or is this him actually dancing? <laughs> but having said that, when I've done your dancing, Stu, it's uh, it's actually really fun. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you're my favorite upper half body dancer. Well, yeah, I'd say I'm one of the most versatile dancers <laughs> in, the, in the amateur category, but I wouldn't say it's down to my ability per se. I'd just say it's down to my upper body and the fact that I emphasize the upper body. Whereas, yeah, if someone else was the same, they weren't very talented, but they said, yeah, I just focus on my upper body. Yeah, they'd, they'd also be in the top 10% of versatile dancers in the amateur category. <laughs> I'd I'd have to say the legs are more important. The the leg movements, if you can nail your leg movements and and uh, yeah, add some different dimensions into your lower body, I think that's where the um you reap the rewards because the upper body is a, a flow on effect for what happens downstairs. Mm. Um, I was just I was just thinking, uh, getting getting back to that that point of not trying to get with people on a night out. It's let's say you go up to approach people with the expectation of trying to get with them and you do this several times throughout a night it's probably the first time in your life as particularly as an 18 year old that you face so much rejection in such a short period of time (laughs) (laughs) that it can kind of ruin your night Mm. on the one hand it's good practice speaking to people doing all those things but you kind of have to uh yeah I don't think you're ready for the amount of rejection that you get, particularly when you're 18 and no. male. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, on the one hand, it's good practice, but mm. also, yeah, be ready. <laughs> well, I would say though, like if you, because the real benefit of that is, yeah, you're just getting used to rejection and, and doing and getting getting rid of the peer pressure factor that drives us where most of what we think is right or what we want to do is based on what we think other people will like us to. So to get rid of that, there's better ways to do it than trying it with girls, in my opinion. Like do something like go in the middle of the dance floor and like lie down as a starfish and see what that does for your ego rather than <laughs> trying, to, trying to get with someone. Also, that is literally in a book. Some bloke says, Tim Ferriss says to work on getting used to rejection and doing outrageous things. You should go to a club and lie as a starfish in the middle of the dance floor, Hmm. which I honestly don't, I don't actually mind. I would never do it, but I get what he's saying in the, the urge is to just try and get with chicks. And then, yeah, I guess you organically learn, but fuck me, just do something. Well, just 
just yeah, I think dancing in in and of itself is part of that learning curve as well. Mm. But yeah, I, I I agree. But not not so much that's a that's a way of learning how to deal with rejection. It's more um like so it's not the best way of learning how to deal with rejection, but it's just like one of the the quick ways you grow up mm. pretty fast and it's how you handle it. But um yeah, I think that's why our the, the advice we're giving of don't go out expecting or trying all these things because when you don't try it just ends up happening right and then it's so much better Mm. um Mm. but yeah interesting concept that as a for for young people and particularly uh, i'd say males Mm. and go to scary canary (laughs) (laughs) yeah book a table at about eight (laughs) 